Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Amy Pagano, Senior Digital Advisor of High Road Solutions. The concept behind the persona is pretty simple. Get to know your audience better so that you can build a more meaningful relationship with them. The output of that is inevitable company growth and client retention. So how do firms of all sizes build meaningful personas to shape the way they go to market? We'll hear what Amy thinks in just a minute. You want answers? Put that coffee down. You talking to me? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. You sure are. How are you today, Mark? I'm good. How are you? Good. And today we get to talk about an interesting aspect of marketing, really, right? Personas. Yes, it's good stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard about them. I really don't know that much about them, and we have not applied them too often from um, t- from time to time in our marketing. Ours personally here? Yes. Uh-huh. Remodeler's Advantage. We have some persona stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Should we have Dave on to defend himself right yes. now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dave's our marketing director. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. But let's get to this. Is, so this is a lot in your world, be, being the uh, chief marketing officer here. But, yeah. So, yeah, you sure. know, well, this should be a pretty good discussion. Yeah, so <laughs> it's going to be a load of fun. Hopefully, it'll be better than this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Amy Pagano is a senior digital advisor at High Road Solutions, a smart tech data integration company for associations and membership organizations. She has 20 years of marketing and communication experience. Her specialties include persona development, content strategy and generation, lead gen, and website development optimization. Hey, Amy, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. I'm excited. You know, um, I read a great article that you wrote for the Association News, and I knew I had to have you as a guest on the podcast, so I appreciate you excellent, making the Excellent, excellent. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you saw that, and I'm, I'm um, anxious to talk more about it. So tell me a little bit, what is a persona? Let's just start at the basics, and, and how would firms use it? Yeah, Absolutely. So um, there are a couple of different ways to look at it, um, but at the crux of it, a persona is really this um, fictitious representation of what your target audience is. So when you're thinking about it from a kind of a prospect standpoint, or um, you, you may hear the word buyer persona a lot, um, it's a little more of a, an aspirational persona, that's really, okay, what is the audience um, that's going to, what's the audience we can identify that's going to be a net new client for us? So explain. That's one way to look. Go ahead. So, so explain that a little bit. You want to, yeah. are, are we identifying the clients we have now or the clients that we want to have in the future? It's perfect, perfect question. So the answer is both. <laughs> um, the answer is absolutely both. You want to look at it from a broad perspective um, and you want to say, okay, here are the clients that we have right now. And obviously we don't just bring them on and then just leave them there. there you know, you want to continue cultivating that relationship. And as such, there's a good way that you can look into that client base and identify the trends and patterns. And you're almost building these buckets of clients and categorizing your clients all for the pure reason of building that relationship with them that better, serving up content um, in the right way, maybe your services down the line that are more relevant and make sense at the right time. 
then on the other end of things, it's um, it may be clients that, hey, this is a market we don't have at this point. Maybe it's a newer generation, whatever the case may be. This is maybe it's commercial or something like that. That's we want to get into that market. That's aspirational for us. So that's you may not have the actual raw data in front of you. But you can take a combination of behavioral and demographic and and psychographic kind of inference data to pull together this fictional character, I would say, this icon that's representing that target audience. So how exactly do you go about building these personas? Great question. So it's, um, it's, it's a mix. And I will say that, you know, this is... Um, any company can do this. Any organization can do this. Whether you're light on data, whether you have, you know, just bounds and bounds of data, this is something that any group can accomplish. Um, there's some tool sets that you can certainly use. One, and I always leave with this, I think this is important in, in life and um, marketing and in business, um, you need a sense of empathy. So you have to be able to sit down and put yourself in your client's shoes. Okay, what are they, what's in their day-to-day? What makes them tick? What are their biggest challenges? How can we get in there and solve those problems? Uh, you know, the second piece is more, it's, it's that harder data, data drive uh, or data dive, I should say. Um, and so this is really getting into, if you do have existing clients, take a look at that list. What are the commonalities across that list? What is that list telling you? Um, in some cases, you can validate that even more by interviewing you know, cherry picking maybe 10 of those clients, 10 even prospects, if you can get them on the phone um, and interview them, ask them a set of, you know, maybe take 10 minutes, ask them a set of 10 questions and see some anecdotal feedback to support what you may have already gathered from a data perspective. There's an element that I call, and I, I, you know, I, I, saying this um, with hopefully a sensitive guys, but um, I call it the creep factor. And so this is where your looking at your contacts, your list of contacts, um, whether prospects, whether clients, um, and get out of that data spreadsheet or that data, you know, whatever is housing your data. Um, take a look at them on social media. That's where you're going to get the meat. That's really where you're going to so check them out on LinkedIn or in your case, it's more so, I would say, if you're talking residential, I would say more um, Facebook or, or whatnot and just see what makes them tick. This is always a really good way. It's, it's, um, it's not the hard and fast data that you're collecting via maybe a transactional form. It's a softer way to get there, essentially. So, so were you calling it the creepy thing because you're sort of, yeah. you're sort of, you know, going through the back door to learn more about them? <laughs> yeah. It is. It's, a, it's, you know, it's, this is really, it's, in my mind, it is a good way to really figure out what makes things tick. I am um, approaching social media cautiously lately, just based on um, some of the things that are going on, which is why I cringe (laughs) a little bit as I say it. But Uh yeah, absolutely. So any one organization, do they have one persona for their current clients? They, um, it would be very unique to have one persona. Um, I always recommend it between five and seven. That's not a hard and fast. That's just a nice um, um, threshold to consider. And I would also say that, you know, we predominantly serve associations. We actually mostly serve associations. Um, So that's more of a a metric for associations. But with that, so it may um, 
it may vary from segment to segment. But with that said, I think that's fair. It's it's what you called a, a call a persona matrix. If I were looking at um, you know making an assumption about what what personas or potential cuts of personas could could be for um, the remodeling industry and building industry, you know, it could you could cut it from a standpoint. Of, uh, here are the commercial clients. Here are residential. Um, here's industrial, that's one way to look at it, or um, look at it from federal or state or whatever the case may be. Um, Whatever makes the most sense for your firm, that's how you would start with kind of um, delineating and segmenting your audience. And then, of course, rounding that out with tons and tons of of data and assumptions. Amy, how would would you differentiate uh, what we're talking about, buyer personas, as opposed to a company's target market? Um, I, I don't know that it would. I would. I think um, in the past, um, when the word target market was used, I think it was really mostly focused on um, kind of audience segmentation. I would say, and this is a portion of it. You know, mm-hmm. building a buyer persona is a portion of it. I think the biggest difference is, is that you're starting to see more and more within um, when you're building, and and I should say as well, when you build a buyer persona, it's perpetual. You're constantly rounding out that persona based on what you're learning, what you're picking up from your prospects and your clients. But I would say what's happening is with all the tools that are out there that can collect data, um, and as marketers get smarter in what they're doing, um, um, smarter in both skill and both and in technology, you're able to incorporate more behavioral and psychographic data um, into what was previously probably mostly segmented at the the demographic side of things. So, Amy, for for our listeners, could you uh, define the difference between demographic and psychographic data? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So um, demographic is what everybody I think is familiar with at this point. This is, um, it's an identifier. It could be, um, you know, your job function. It could be your geography, whatever the case is. But I think um, when people are, um, when there's transactional information exchanged, or um, certainly when you're first coming on as a client, this is the first kind of information you get, right? That goes into a form and then it goes into health, into a database. Um, then you move on to um, psychographic. And so this is really what I call the squishy stuff. So this is, um, it's hard to, I say, I call it psychographic inference because it's hard to hold it in one cell within a form. <laughs> um, it's really more um, what makes this person tick. It would be like if you were, uh, it's likened to if you were sitting down with somebody at a coffee shop for an hour and asking them questions and and really getting into it. That's really the psychographic piece. So um, what are their aspirational views? Where do they stand on things? Um, that's mm-hmm. really what psychographic is. And then the behavioral element is um, that's really, okay, what content? are they consuming? And this is where you hear marketing automation tools and you do hear, um, you know, whether it's Google analytics or social media tools that are collecting all of this information that's essentially assessing how somebody, um, how a user is consuming content. And that content consumption is then kind of, um, you're able to then make educated assumptions on, okay, based on this, this is kind of what makes them tick. This is what they may buy. Um, this is, you know, they may not be interested in the, at this point or engaged at this point. So those are the differences. 
So well, you everything, all of this is based on on the data you have and segmenting and siloing the the database and and all that happy fun marketing stuff. But what do you do if you don't have that data? The data. That's a great question. So if you don't, if you're not looking at um, hard data, then you absolutely can sit down. And I always recommend doing this as a full team. So you want to make sure, as with anything, and I think we're hearing this a lot in the world today, you need multiple perspectives, not just one perspective. You need it from every single angle. Um, so it, you know whether you're a tall or a small team or a bigger team, you know whatever the size of your firm is. Get perspectives from every single um, job function within that firm. Um, you know, whether it's the owner, whether whether it is a builder, you know, um, somebody um, involved in production, have them sit down and literally have them. Um, we have an exercise that we do over at High Road Solutions, which it's guided by a work to, workbook, but that's really anchored by um, some key principles. You ask yourself the question of, Obviously, the demographic. What are their demographics? Which most likely you'll have, or you could probably get. Ask themselves. Ask them the question of um, what are your goals? Uh, what are their goals and challenges every day? What are their skills and attributes? Um, what would prevent them from buying or moving forward in a relationship with you? And then where is their opportunity with you? If you kind of plot this out, then right there you're starting to round out your persona profile. So. Could you, you know, you've done a lot of this, you've worked with a lot of associations, and I know that's a little bit different than our remodeling companies, but could you describe one or two personas, like, you know, bring them to life for us, for clients you've helped? Absolutely. Um, I could actually use um, uh, our own, just to, so I'm preserving some of our clients' um, own information. Um, but we, for instance, so we are a, what I would call a smart tech company, um, smart tech digital um, integration company. And so we essentially help um, associations kind of bridge that gap between um, mainstream marketing technologies um, and, you know, the association space itself so, um, so that they're operating at that level. Um, so our personas would be, there's one called Content Colleen. So, um, and there's always, I always use, like using alliteration because people remember it, but Content Colleen is the um, proverbial doer. She is the implementer, essentially. So she's the one in the mark, basically in our digital marketing platforms using the tools. So she's the one that wants to keep her skills honed. She is constantly learning new tools and technologies. She wants to make her life easier. She wants things to be more automated. She wants her marketing to be more effective. So that would be a that would be a um, description. And what I just included was just a snapshot of what her persona profile looks like. But imagine... Just knowing content, Colleen, and there is an entire bucket of people out there that fall under the content, um, Colleen category, what we can do to get to her or him. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, You know, you can see, you can see from there that um, we're then able to approach her or him in a different way. We, um, our language is different. The content we're putting in front, so content meaning webinars, uh, we put on a conference now on a semi-annual basis. So conferences, tracks within conferences, and then ultimately um, software and services, the ones that make the most sense for content, Helene. So knowing her persona, you would use headlines and subject lines and things like, we can help you make your team's life easier. We can exactly. help you, you know, use the ultimate 
software for your automation needs, things like that. Ver- Absolutely. Versus, now give me another one. Another one. Um, we also have David DBA. So because we are a smart tech um, company, we kind of straddle both sides. So one, the marketing side, and then two, the tech side. So David DBA is going to be, um, we have, he's going to be the guy or girl. (laughs) Um, We are gender neutral in that, although in both cases, it does tend to be more women on the content side and more men on the David side. But basically, he's there with his hands in what we call association management systems. It could be, you know, that's the comparable version to the for-profit world's CRMs, okay. customer relationship. Yeah, exactly. So this is the guy that's that's tinkering. This is the guy that's um, owning the data, owns the data integration um, because we have a um, an integration tool as well. Um, so we need to talk to him and think about the differences and how we would talk to these two differently. Somebody in marketing like Content Colleen is very strategic, very outcome-focused, very um, goal-driven. Somebody... Um, that's more DBA David is, is going to be more, I want to solve this problem. Um, I am a very linear thinker. I'm a, um, I analyze things, but in a very different way. Um, and I want to make sure that whatever platforms I'm bringing in, whatever integrations are coming in, it's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can see that's, that's different language. It's also different content that we're going to place in front of the two of them. So from a, you know, the content could be with content Colleen, Within associations, change tends to be, there's a lot of change aversion, um, certainly. So something you could put in front of a content Colleen is manage, you know, a handbook on managing change, essentially, within your organization. So that's free. That's free to Colleen. That helps Colleen, you know, understand things a little better, make her way better um, in her own job. But it's also building that relationship so right. our organization at that point has instilled some confidence in Colleen and is starting to build that rapport, essentially. Okay. All right. I think I get it. So <laughs> you would have totally different lead magnets for each persona and really segment everything you're doing. So for a small business, does that mean separate newsletters, separate email campaigns, separate social yeah, I would, I would, and it, without, um, there are ways that you, it doesn't have to be necessarily separate. You can definitely, there's um, things that you can do with newsletters, you know, like dynamic content um, or supersized kind of versions that where you're sending up and enti- you're serving up entirely individualized newsletters. Um, but it is, it is going to, yes, it, absolutely. In answer to your question, once you've rounded out this persona, then you're going to content, you're going to content map. So that's really, and just breaking that down is you are storyboarding their entire experience with you from a prospect to, you know, a warmer prospect to a customer or client um, to an ongoing maybe, or an advocate client kind of, um, and you know, your content and your intellectual capital and your services all support that. Would you like to hear one of our personas that we have on the show? Let's hear it. We have, we have answering Amy, who loves the <laughs> lightning round. <laughs> Is that you, Amy? Are you going to be ready for our lightning round? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yes. Okay. Let's do it. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. All right. Answering Amy persona. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? 
It is. This is the book I'm reading right now. So forgive me if I'm I'm um, I'm probably going to get the author's name a little off, but it's Algorithms of Oppression: How Search Engines Reinforce Racism. Oh. And it's by yeah, it's um, pretty intense. It's by um, Sophia Maja Noble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty incredible book. If you weren't a senior digital advisor for High Road Solutions, what do you think you'd be doing? A hundred percent. I would be writing fantasy sci-fi novels. (laughs) Um, I've written, it's my passion essentially. So I've written a couple already. I'm going into my third. Um, Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. What are you not very good at? Um, uh, Money. Budgeting. Um, And it's not that I... um, can't do it it's that I don't want to do it um so I'm not necessarily exercising that muscle your room your desk or your car which would you clean first desk name something you refuse to share oh um my little girl (laughs) no I'm jealous (laughs) I get very protective (laughs) what's the first four-letter word that comes to mind Life. There you go. Love. Life. That's good. Too bad this isn't video because her face on that was epic. (laughs) The eyes, your eyes got so big. You were like, oh, I don't want to answer this. Hey, Amy, this was great. Very interesting, you know? Makes you really think about how you could take your marketing to the next level and really focus in, pinpoint those people that you want to reach with their own specific messages. So I appreciate you being here, but before we let you go, I would love to have you share with us your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you. I would say that um, kindness and empathy heals all. Um, I think that this is important in today's world. Well, you know what, this is, you know, this is my thinking, you know pre everything that's happening right now. I think this should always be here. It shouldn't be here just for, for just in the now. I think it should just be a constant kind of mantra yep. um, for everybody to think that that's what we're here for. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a fabulous sentiment for sure. I totally yeah. agree with you. Amy, you. again, Amy Pagano, thank you again for being part of Power Tips Unscripted. We appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thanks, this Amy. is great. So I know that, uh, you know, this is a piece of marketing and, You've been pretty deep into this, into the whole marketing thing for bunches and bunches of years. What do you think about personas and and how Amy was talking about them? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's such a, um, I, I hate to say it's it's controversial or something, but, you know, it's just so many different ways to look at things and so many different viewpoints on this stuff, even like a definition of a persona as opposed to your target. I've run into so many people that say, ah, no, the same thing. And then other people that vehemently disagree and really? say that, no, no, these are completely different things. So really? it depends on who you talk to as far as how this works out. Oh. Um, you need to find the right process for you. As far For me, I, I think that a persona is something within your target market. You have to identify your target. Mm-hmm. And once you've identified your target client, then you – if if you're so inclined to get granular, that's what the persona is for. It's for really drilling down, um, and then you'd have your your really dialed in people within that group of a target. So right, doesn't it seem as though now with social media that you if you had the manpower and the know how that you could segment a little bit easier in social because you you're not it's not like you're paying for a print ad like in the old days or anything like that. 
So you could have three different types of messages on social media, couldn't you? You can, yeah. I mean, the the benefit of it's definitely something that's easier and, and less expensive to pull off nowadays with because of the low cost of digital marketing. Right. Um, you're not going to want to do that with billboards and print ads. No, <laughs> but, no. but on the digital uh-huh. landscape, yeah, that that definitely could work. But okay. you're still kind of risking because you if you if you if you go too far off the reservation, if you're you're going after like the stay at home mom with with tweens at home and the unmarried. 50-year-old guy, Harley driver, your company's not yeah. going to look the same right. to these two people. And right. you can't make it look the same to the two people where you're going to connect with both of them. So, you know, right. at least stay within the res- on the reservation yeah. a little bit. Yeah. If you get too broad, you're going to be nothing to nobody in my opinion. Yep, yep. I totally agree with you. It makes sense. Yeah. So that's great stuff. Uh, uh, Amy was, was great. We Answering Amy did well. Yes, yes she did. <laughs> so. Yeah, and really nice of her to do this. So that was, it was generous of her, and we're delighted to have her. And uh, so we'll continue on our path. <laughs> we can cut that piece out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to cut that out. I'm going to leave that in there. I say, look, she she made it all the it. way to the very end, and then, then she couldn't say goodbye, out. everybody. That's right. That's right. I couldn't. That's your role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we want to thank. I'm going to do my role now. We want to thank Amy Pagano for joining us today, and we want to thank you for joining us week in and week out. I am Mark Harari. I was trying to think of what I could call you to the goodbye, Mark, but I couldn't think of an M word to get the alliteration. Oh, I can think of an M word, but what? And I'm Victoria Downing. Thank you and see you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.